I don't know if you've heard, but Anchor.fm is the app. If you want to start a podcast, that's where you got to go. It's free. They give you uh, tools that lets you upload, edit your content straight from your phone or from your laptop. They also give you a sponsorship with no minimal or minimum listenership at all. Nothing required. You can start making money today, right now, with Anchor.fm. Uh, so hurry up, run, and download the Anchor app or go to Anchor.fm to get started ASAP. Welcome to the Cast Ascendancy Podcast. They lift heavy, they laugh all day, and they live in Mexico. Here are your hosts, Art and Amber Castillo, live from their studio in Rosarito Beach. They're trainers, parents, travelers, and have lived everywhere from Kentucky to Honduras. A lover, a fighter, that love to talk from current events, fitness, and lifting to relationships and everything in between. So if you're ready to know what you don't know and brave enough to hear what you don't want to hear. For your own safety, please remain seated with your seatbelt fastened at all times. And please hold on to hats and glasses. Thank you. Hey guys, we're back. Good morning, good afternoon, and Chitties good evening. and good night. <laughs> Whenever you're listening. So, um, what day is today? Today is, well... It's Tuesday. <laughs> at 5.51 a.m. Wink, wink. <laughs> you're stupid. <laughs> I'm glad I caught that. I'm surprised. So, what's uh, on the menu today? So, the boy is... Nine, 47 days old. Nine days old already. Holds his head up all the way up. Yeah, uh, he's basically like two months. <laughs> at least a month and a half. He has we'll the strength nice. of like a two-month-old. Well, I figure like this, right? You have amazing genetics. I have like kind of almost pretty much their amazing genetics. Combined into that little beast. Super duper extra plus 11 amazing genetics. You have a point. That's the only kind of points that I have. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> um, so we did have um, the boys circumcision a day it was horrible got a little dingling chopped off almost cried so amber decided she's gonna leave the room right and then the reason why i found it in the vehicle <laughs> women are evil people women are evil i was like felt you know i thought she was like yeah trusting the first man of all the doctor there. remember the doctor asked he said do you want to be in here or no and, and art was in there so i was like no i'm gonna step out i tell I, them why go ahead tell them why I stepped out because i didn't want my boy knowing i was in there and not doing anything to save him quote unquote and i just didn't want him to be emotionally scarred <laughs> <laughs> men pay attention right pay attention men but i didn't care that art was in there <laughs> women are fucking evil this woman loves me more than most things on earth and she's willing to sacrifice me <laughs> for the good of my child oh lord christ so i wait but really it hurt my heart so much to hear him crying i literally sat in the other in the the adjacent doctor's office the not the room i was in room and just Closed my eyes and prayed the whole time. I was so, like, what's crazy to me is that, like, in the States, they don't... I haven't had a, a son in a long time, you know what I mean? But when I was... Uh, when my son was born, yeah. they did a circumcision. I couldn't be in the room. Right. Yeah, usually they, they don't allow that. The doctor was like, hey, you want to come in here? Check this out. Oh, well, I cut his pingling. And I was like, okay. He didn't say that. Yeah, but you know what? Now that you bring it up, it's like... It's kind of weird that you wouldn't allow a parent to be in there when something like that is taking place especially with your child's private part like, first of all period like uh, <laughs> it doesn't matter what 
the kid is doing in there. Like it's true. Like any any. Even if he's like twelve or thirteen, there should be a parent always present as I far agree. as I'm concerned. But yeah. Because obviously you yeah, never know. Yeah, y'all never heard of the Hollywoods? What the hell is going the on? Hollywood. Oh my God, baby, I had an idea. Mm-hmm. So Cletus has a brother, right? I don't want to hear. And they minored. Oh God. Yeah, um, he's going to come on later on the show, though. He's not here yet. He's still driving from uh, San Diego, so. Great. I'm glad. Hopefully he wrecks. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but I'm, so a week later, uh, after the C-section, too, not that really anybody cares. I care. But, like, huh? I listen to all our podcasts. Tell them what the doctor said. About me. Oh, yeah, well, we walk into the room, um, into the doctor's office, I guess, and the doctor was like, Oh, look at you. You're walking there really good. Oh, me like you got it, you know, like you've never been in there, you know, operated the rooms, never got the cesarean section. Looking at goods, man. I said, bet your ass she is, bro. That's exactly how it went, right? No, it's not really how it went. He speaks very good English. That's how he speaks. He says, wow, Jews are looking at the Macy's. I said, no, I don't, I don't like going to Macy's. And he said, no, Macy's. So we just left it at that, but um, Stupid. but then basically, I- yeah, he was just very impressed on how she was able to walk, and she didn't look like she had, I guess, had surgery last week, from what I understood. Because that's what my doctor said too, a couple of days ago. Remember? Yeah, I was so confused right now. He said, "Because that <laughs> was, was like, your doctor. You got another doctor I don't know about. That's what I thought about." But yeah, anyways, um, so lastly, to touch on the baby, um, you guys, <laughs> I laughed. So hard the other morning <laughs> because Art, he's been trying his best. Oh, Lord he Christ. he does, but usually one time per night I have to like wake him up and say, "Hey, can you go make this a bottle?" This story's a lie. She made this up, guys. It's not a lie. She totally made it up. Or to like change his diaper because it's really hard for me to get out of bed and whatever. I'm still recovering. God, I hate nine you. Nine days. It's only been nine days. So. Well, you were pregnant for 14 months. Jesus. Yeah, I know. Well, anyways, um, <laughs> well, I wake up and I say, I say, babe, can you please go get a bottle? And I hand him the bottle that we had already had from earlier that night. And he sits up really quick and he kind of like sits on the edge of the bed. He grabs the bottle and he throws it back as in. Let me tell you a little secret, right? <laughs> as in he takes a sip of it. Titty milk tastes motherfucking <laughs> amazing, man. Titty milk? Oh, my Lord Christ Jesus. But listen, he was asleep, so he took a sip out of the <laughs> bottle and he passes it back to me as if I'm going to take a sip then. I sure love, baby. I mean, you know, I'm not selfish like you, so. <laughs> and I was like, Art, I need I don't you. believe this happened. I think you're lying. I, need I really you. believe you're lying. He doesn't remember this. This is what he does in his sleep. And he cusses me out in his sleep, too. <laughs> but we won't get into that. She's been swearing she's going to get me on a video for the last two years. I s- you tell me you have to see one where I'm cussing her out? I might just, just I might just start letting the camera roll as soon as I wake you up. Okay. <laughs> I, I bought a camera. Mm. I bought a camera for the vlogs. Yeah. That's a video so log. So we don't have to take videos with our phones anymore. And right. That way we could like use the phone to do something, then vlog ourselves. While my wife is on her phone and not even acknowledging that I'm vlogging. <laughs> it's probably Story of my life. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, that should be... So, I want to tell everybody about this guy that I met on your post today, right? Um, do you remember his name? Ke- Ke- Kiffer? Zach? Koyf- yeah, Kiefer. Zach Kiffer. Zach something, right? This guy? Poor, bl- bless your soul, little guy. Bless your soul. I'm assuming he's 5'5", five, five or, you know, below. Hey. But he just took it the wrong way. So I had a post today about Lincoln Park and a conspiracy theory type post um, about the dude from Lincoln Park. Well, he took it as if right, I Justin was, Timberlake from Lincoln Park. Well, he took it as if I was bashing him, but actually 
it was a positive um, thing about the the singer of Linkin Park or whatever. The guy was actually trying to with Chris Cornell, the uh, singer of uh, Soundgarden, Black Hole Sun. Why don't you come? That guy, right? They were like trying to abolish the whole child trafficking and, right. and pedophilia shit. Right. They were trying shit. to crack down on it and bring it to light, and all of a sudden they yeah. Came. And then this dude, he's like, Hey, hey, wait a minute, man. First of all, all your formations is wrongs. <laughs> I said, excuse me, sir. He said, your formations, they're not the rats. But um, we're looking at the picture right now. Does it... Yeah, he looks like he looks like him. I think they look, I mean, it could be him. Like, that could be him in the future. Do not tell them who it is. So, so it's, uh, not looking at I don't picture. know if it's John Podesta or Tony Podesta. It's one of the Podestas, one of the brothers. Um, it's up there. Uh, Podesta. Yeah. Podesta. Yeah, well, the story is that Podesta was a family friend and he molested Ch- Chester? Chester? Yeah. Chester, right? And um, we just pretty much shared what we have found on the internet, whatever the shit that we've been yeah, researching. We don't know that it's 100% true. I just, I mean, I share a lot of stuff, and it's like... None of you motherfuckers fact-check memes. Regardless. Did you look at Snopes, though? <laughs> <laughs> I always look at Snopes. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyways, it was actually a positive thing about the dude. That's the, that's the main point, and dude took it the wrong way, and... I can, I let, let, me, let me paint the picture for you, I'm right? I'm over it. Paint the picture for you, right? He got there, he picked up his phone, he goes, Oh, yeah, I see your war today. <laughs> these motherfuckers here they need some freedom I'm gonna do the freedom so he writes none of that is true at all <laughs> bashing a, ba- a dead man I don't get how we're bashing him we never bashed then him then he says some kind of link about you know some I don't know whatever also the name Lincoln Park came from here the band started off with the name Zero then Hybrid Theory and finally Lincoln Park blah 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 no one cares bro your mom hates you your wife cheats okay, on stop. you okay stop fine moving onward kids hate you okay anyways speaking of um He's going to be on the show, like, in two weeks. Oh, yeah, so we invited him to be on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus uh, would you expect anything less? So, um, but that'll be kind of cool. Yeah, I mean, we've never had anybody here that really, like, Goes we've disagreed with, with, uh, yeah. with uh, guests, but we've never had anybody that's, like, completely against. Right. So the entire episode, I'm going to bash Lincoln Park. Don't do that. Yeah, I'm going to be like, oh, no, he's terrible, man. Well, anyways, we're going to have him on, and you better be on your best behavior. God received an angel. But rock and roll rid themselves of some trash. All right, anyways. <laughs> so speaking of um, being annoyed, whatever, with people, I'm just curious, you guys, like what, and I'm not trying to be one-sided. I really want to know what you guys think. Ask me, I'm what, never one-sided. What do you feel, how do you feel, how do you look at when someone sends you a K, just K, as a response, or... A thumbs up. Okay, let me answer the K, right? If you're a man, this is what every one person hears in their head when you write K. 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 <laughs> are you, oh, you coming over? Yeah, I'll be right there. K. <laughs> That's what you just did, bro. K. 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 Girl, what? Mm. That's what everyone hears. Well, literally. my friend Leanne, she, she made a point today to tell me um, on my post that um, <laughs> whenever she messages somebody and responds with K, it really means that she's saying, fuck you. <laughs> I mean, that's what everyone exactly. should it's like, be meaning. It's like, um, okay, you don't deserve me to even spell out the whole wor- word okay to you. Like, you don't even deserve that For respect. From now on, I want to say all right, I'm just going to write T. <laughs> T. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's basically, it's so rude because it's, first of all, lazy. Right, like the lady, right? She sat there and she, okay, she so, messaged you. She asked you a bunch of questions, right? You went out of yeah. your way to answer her. So this is where it all started was, it's just, um, I mean, this isn't the first time. I mean, I've had people do this. It's the 11th time. Uh, but um, anyways, 
she asked me about a, a workout thing. I won't even get into it, but basically wanting to know about our services and what we were discussing about our new group and stuff like that. Well, I responded in full. You know, I took my time. I responded. Not that it was like a long freaking page, you know, explaining stuff, but it was still a nice like response and answering her question. She responded with a thumbs up. And I thought to myself, <laughs> maybe, um, like maybe I, I, I came across as rude or something. Cause I am one of those people yeah, that she's, second she's, guesses myself. Poor girl, right? If you do something right, she thinks it's her fault when you're the piece of shit woman that messaged my wife, whoever you are. She, I hate your face. No, I actually, I'm going to tell you, she apologized. But, um, and so then I, I, I responded again with something and I was trying to be encouraging, like, you know, you should, I I can't remember what it was, but it was a, a second message because I felt like, okay, maybe I insulted her or like made her upset. Um, and she sent me a thumbs up again. Oh my Jesus Christ. And I was like, all right. This pisses me off. Then you made that long ass post, right? You know what? And no I one realizes post, it. But I didn't make a post just because of her. I made a post because this happens with the K and the thumbs up. And I'm sure that you guys can relate. And, and you I'm the, the one problem. that suffers, people. Please fucking stop doing it. Because then she's like, baby, <laughs> guess fucking what? Come, oh my, come here, baby, come here. Wake the fuck up. And I'm like, what, what happened, baby? Guess what this fucking person did to me? I my... did not do that. Okay, mine, okay, well, let me, let me do it again like without the best words. This is how you talk, right? This person, like, so totally sent me a message with a thumbs ariba. <laughs> <laughs> she, a Mexican you know, she, she, <laughs> Yeah, I got a mariachi band um, in the background. <laughs> sombrero on with my thumbs up. <laughs> Your thumb has a sombrero on? Oh my god, you need She's been bugging me for props for how long now? I <laughs> She wants to do props, but not to be on video. She wants to do props to do podcasting in while no one sees her. <laughs> like sometimes I feel like I should have a sombrero. I should have like a little banjo. I don't know. I mean, it just depends on what the subject is. If we're talking about Kentucky, M- I don't know. It along. Fine. So I want to know what you guys think about that, about Kay and thumbs up. Oh, and so I had uh, some dude respond on my post saying that, like, he, he said something about how that really comes down to, like, our relationship. Like, I shouldn't take it personally because I should know that that person respects me. Here's what it comes down to. It is it's about respect it's about common courtesy and it's about not being motherfucking lazy imagine you're sitting there right having a conversation with your buddy right and then your buddy's like man what do you think man you agree with me right that's awesome right he just stares at you and blinks (laughs) and you're like telepathic bro bro, yeah (laughs) (laughs) bro um i mean it's cool right and he just blinks again yeah that's what a thumbs up is so it doesn't matter what your relationship is don't thumbs up me because that means you're a yeah, it's just poor. Fagula. It's poor manners. It really just makes you look bad. It's like the people say important. Important. It's not important anymore. It's important. Yeah, people aren't talking correctly. What What's happened? another word? I don't even know. I don't know. Important. Remember? Button. Button. That's what it is. What? It's button. First of all, yeah, button. And second of all, button is a rapper. He's kind of amazing. <laughs> um. So, yeah, I just think it's the, the easy way out. It's, it's lazy. It's just... It's just disrespectful. You can always tell when somebody's been cussed out before because if they ever if they send the thumbs or whatever, oh, dude, my bad. I, I didn't mean to send the thumbs. That was totally an accident. You're like, fucking bet your ass it was, man. You know what I mean? Because you don't get shot in the face, my nipples. Oops, I didn't mean to push that. Like, that happens. This, yeah. That happens to me. A- anytime I do that, though, because I know how much it pisses me off, I will I will write after that and be like, 
I totally did not mean to send the thumbs up button. <laughs> My mistake. Um, so yeah, that just, I don't know. That just makes me mad. I shouldn't even let it bother me. Here, I wrote does. some stuff down that I want to talk about really, really quickly, right? The problem with the world today that I see is no one, no one, no one, no one listens anymore. Everyone waits for their turn to speak, right? So I've always listened and tried to pay attention when someone's talking to me because I feel it gives me the upper hand. It gives me a, just, it puts me ahead of the game, right? Well, as bad as that is, what's even worse to me though is people that want to base everything that you say, or I'm sorry, let me rephrase that. Everyone wants to base what you say, right? Like if I'm saying something, only on their interpretation of it. So for example, right. like if, if, uh, if I say something, what I say no longer matters. Only what matters is what they think that I said, how they interpret it, right? And then if you uh, try to correct yourself, no, no, that's not what I meant. I meant this. No, you did not know what you meant because I read your mind. I'm telepathic. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, I don't understand how that became a thing to where, like, first of all, it's, it's become a society of fucking sissies, right? But everybody, everybody is like, hmm, I think he means purple, even though he's saying three. Right. Yeah, I know what you're saying. You, you, I mean, this is what happens with couples and arguments, too. It took all of that for you to understand what I'm saying? No wonder we fight all the time, wife. Yeah, you can kiss my ass. But you have a good point. <laughs> See um, points I have. And it's true because you're talking about like playing the victim. Right. I mean, people always do that shit. Like, you know, you, they take everything out of context, right? It's based on their perspective and their perspective alone. And like, that's not fair. Like, why not ask what they mean before you jump to conclusions? Well, and on top of that, we, we live in a generation that is offended over everything. So automatically they're taking it as an offense. Like, I will give anyone everything. a thousand pesos. If they can offend me, literally, I will send a cash, a thousand pesos. If they can figure out a way to offend me. Good luck, because we've gotten a lot of arguments, and I've said some, I've said <laughs> some pretty harsh things, and he does not give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on, sis. Are you taking too long? Okay, stiff? so we watched something. Um, the well, Cabal? 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 Yeah. The Fall of Cabal. Actually, Maynard wants to do this. Maynard, can you do it? I've got a brownie. Give me all this down. He's so annoying. Th th this thing on? <laughs> can y'all heard me out there in, in the radio worlds? Can, can y'all heard me? He's got his, he's got his tinfoil hat. I swear to God. I swear to God. You guys remember that dude? <laughs> I swear to God, man. I swear to God. Yeah, but what was he? Just Donnie. Just some weird just fucking YouTube, YouTube millionaire. Anyway. He was a weirdo. Anyway, so we watched, well, I watched most of it, or all of it, but you only watched what, a couple. What was the whole, what was it called again? The Fall, the fall of, of the cabal. cabal. The Fall of the Cabal. From the QAnon, 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 QAnon. Yeah, basically the Great Awakening, the, the world is ending, not ending, but like transitioning into a new world. I hate that whole use of the, the new normal, the new normal, new, the, you know what I mean? Like it's like, yeah, it's, 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 it's convincing people that, or I'm sorry, it's forcing people to think that. They have to get used to this when it's really up to you. Right. Stop being a pussy. What do you mean? Like, people make the decision to follow everything that they're told. They don't have to. Revolt. Rebel. Don't listen. Don't wear a mask. I don't know. Fart in the open. Whatever you want to do. Right. Okay. Yeah. I see what you're saying. Um, but so this documentary is on YouTube. We found it on YouTube. It's in 10 parts. And it's really interesting. In bag, and even if you don't agree with some of it, if you think some of it's a little far-fetched, it's still um, informative and interesting. There's a lot of information on there. And I mean, like I tell everybody, like, if you see something like this, don't, don't just assume that it's like fact. Right. But do a little more research. Get on Snopes. <laughs> Facebook <laughs> fact checkers. They're always right. Right. Um, I'll get the old school encyclopedias. I don't know. 
I don't even know what the hell. Do you remember means. when they used to go door to door? Encyclopedia Britannica. Selling the encyclopedias. Yeah, Br- Br- Britannica. I remember my dad was a sucker and he got them. <laughs> so we always had them. Did he make you study them? No, they were. Oh, like, you go, goddamn, learn your encyclopedia, sir. They were like on the bottom shelf of our entertainment center. Why does everyone have books that they just never have or open? They just they're just there. Yeah, I don't they're know. Afraid to throw them away. That maybe? was those shitty encyclopedias. Oh, that was God. before we had Google. Yeah, before AOL. Before the devil got on the World Wide Web. Anyway, so <laughs> <laughs> I didn't watch the whole thing. I did watch some of it. I know a lot of this information is stuff that I've known about or heard about or seen yeah. fucking for years it, now. It, it's really like it kind of covers everything that, that's going on right now that the media is not covering. Why is the media not covering this? Um, because they're evil. Edmund had a post and was like, why is no one covering it? I was like, but, but we are, bro. Yeah. He gave me a heart. um it's true though it's really sad and honestly it makes me disgusted in the now there's a lot of people just regular common folk like us that don't know exactly what's going on because i was just made aware of it honestly like not too long ago but i'm disgusted with the news anchors the newscasters the actors the singers everybody that that, that, what's the lady's name kelly frippus Kelly Ripa. Right. She's just sitting there at home, like, laughing and joking about nonsense, talking about nothing. Just, ah, giggity, giggity. Yeah. I'm like, oh, Can you uh, imagine, like, if you knew what was going on with these children and freaking the currency of baby blood and whatnot, especially Hollywood being the the foundation, like, what, what word am I trying Epicenter? to say? Epicenter? I don't know. Yeah, I guess. Whatever. <laughs> um, if you knew something like that was going on, wouldn't you take every opportunity to inform people what the hell's going on, especially if you have a platform such as a news channel? Or, no, I mean, even if you're like some, like uh, the dude, Corey Feldman, uh, Isaac Cappy, Mel Gibson, uh, yeah. Chester Bennington, Chris Cornell, they all, I mean, they made the attempts, supposedly. I really don't know. I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt. But I am too, because Isaiah, I... Isaiah, I, uh, Elijah Wood. Yeah, Elijah yeah, Wood. Yeah, Elijah from, Boner, mm-hmm. him. Um, the Hobbit. Yeah, Frodo. Mm-hmm. Potatoes, but uh, yeah, because I remember when he was saying that stuff. Like Beaver, oh my God, talk about the beeves. Yeah, the beeves. First of all, I love me some Justin Bieber. Well, Bieber had his running with with the evil in in showbiz and music biz about five years ago. Um, that video, right? What's it called? Where are you now? We were watching it earlier in slow motion, just because um, it's a very like odd music video. And I saw it on... There's one when a dangalang is going through his torso like it stabbed him and killed and him. And there's pizzas and devils and like the upside, upside down, down cross, crosses. And a bunch of the sixes. And um, like Nazis. A, a, bunch of, <laughs> a bunch of things, a bunch of cl- clips that say, help me, where are you? Um, anyways, it's kind of disturbing if you actually go watch it. It's the Diplo and Skrillex um, version featuring G- Justin Bieber called Where Are You Now? Um, the music video, like I said, is just... Well, you said... What'd you say? Fe- Where Are You Now? Yeah, featuring who? Justin Bieber. And who else? It's... it's Flipmo? Diplo and Skrillex. Oh, Diplo and Skrillex. Yeah. And with those weird smiley faces thing, we still yeah, don't figure well, that yeah, out. Yeah, what is that about? Can someone tell me what the smiley face... Well, I'm so, well is it I'm a smiley Diplo face? Or is it a U with the two little dots? Yeah. For like Diplo, maybe? I don't know. I'm just making yeah, stuff up. Don't some hieroglyphic thing. Something. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, maybe it means something. Like... I'm maybe gonna it's Google, like I'm, I'm gonna giggle it. Maybe it's in like the Egypt pyramids or some stupid shit. I don't know. There's helicopters on them pyramids. <laughs> pyramids. <laughs> You're dumb. 
Okay, what else do we got? Well, I mean, you know what? We do have, Um, if you're ready for well, it. Well, anyways, I was going to say, though, who knows? I mean, it has been up for a little bit, but who knows how long that's going to be up. So I encourage you just to check out that documentary called The Fall of Cabal. Some Fall of Cabal, Fall of Cabal. It's uh, the, the, the QAnon Q- Q- yeah. uh, channel. Um, yeah. Uh, YouTube channel, yeah. So you, know, you want to chit-chat, chit-chat with before I do my shiggity shout-outs? Uh, no, go ahead. Oh, wait. Uh, the massage thingy. What is that massage thingy that you put on me? The TENS unit? TENS unit. Yeah, TENS. Tell them what it does. I'm not going to tell them. It does massagers in your skin by using... Uh, Why is it called that? It's the... um. Damn it, it's the... Uh, I forgot now. Uh, so basic... Uh, whatever. Like, it's this massager thingy you put on and it, it zaps you. <laughs> it doesn't zap you. It's, it's, it's like doing it's, a massage, basically. Yeah, but it's like electronic... Yeah, Whatever. it's a tens unit. That's why it's electromagnetic pulses and stitch. Well, it really works. Um, it Transcutaneous electrical nerve stimulation is what that is. The tens unit. That thing works so well. You put it on for twenty minutes and it, it zaps the crap out of your muscles. It's also good muscles. for after workouts and shit. Yeah, um, and like within a few hours, like you could tell, like you're totally like. I get freaked up. out by it because like if I'm laying down, it's on my back. I feel like someone's massaging me, so I keep looking back to see if like there's a ghost on there. <laughs> you're stupid. It freaks me the fuck out. I don't like it. Okay, right, shout so, outs. Go. Couple of shout outs, man. Um, my buddy who um everyone loves to hate. He's partially retarded. His name's Steve Blackman, right? Yes, he's a black guy. He's gonna be starting his podcast here pretty soon. It's gonna be a. Uh, Is he? Yeah. Um. Nice. That's that's the word. Uh. Controversial. Uh. Get better, man. He had to go to the hospital here recently. Really? Um. Yeah. Just you know. Cancer stuff and sitch and such like that flaring Damn. up, but uh, yeah, get better, bro. Um, also, I want to talk about this guy named Jonathan Bussy. This is what he talks like. He's like, hey, brother, listen here, man. Man, you, we cut from the same blanket. Nashville area? He's from, yeah, he's from uh, Lebanon. He's Lebanese. Okay, yeah. Oh, you one of them, he's is He's out huh? near, my, near my dad. How's that far from your dad? Like 10, 15 minutes? I think so. Yeah, from, they like to call it Lebanon, so they don't feel like they're saying Lebanon. But it's <laughs> Lebanon. That's how it's spelled. Jonathan Bussy, man. Um, just everyone that's uh, uh, done the Patreon with us, Stephen... Crowley and Tamora, um, there's a bunch of them. But anyway, so Jonathan Bussey, Jake, Melanie Ladd, as always, Marcus Hankins, Dolphin. We really appreciate you guys. Also, big ups to my boy Brandon Stevens, who uh, fell off for a little bit, but he's back on his grind again. Uh, been having a hard time, but hey, bro, don't quit. Yeah. Good. Quinn's with them, you know. First of all, I'm not sexist, all right, so don't be thinking I'm sexist when I say this here thing. Sexism is wrong. Being wrong is for women, right? But uh, <laughs> all the women quit, brother. Anyway, um... Also, we'll be having Jeff Ward and Lisa Ward on the show right before her competition. I was going to say, they do competitions, and they are like tip-top shit. Yeah, he's like, I mean, he's he's an older feller, but they he got sc- them muscles and stitch. They are sculpted. Like, yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, and Edmund's actually her coach, so that's going to be awesome to see. Yeah. Um, last but not least, Randy Hardenbrook. All right, this is a co-host to a, to a show I just turned on to a podcast called Canned Air. All right? The whole podcast is about just a tribute to comics. And, like, pop culture, they talk about, like, the Garbage Pail Kids. Just a bunch of old shit. Uh, cool fucking show. It's called Canned Air. Uh, I really like it. It's the first yeah, podcast that, like, that's not me that I like. Yeah, he came out of the bathroom the other day <laughs> and came into the living room. He's wife, like, wife, listen here. Yeah, he was like, I found a podcast that I really like listening to. Yeah. One, besides <laughs> us. Right, because, like, I'll listen to other podcasts, but he 17 always, minutes in, I'm like, this is not, I hate this. Really? We haven't found one that we really, really love. And um, Props to Danny Golden, but I hate your podcast, bro. Bullcrap. I'm, no, I'm, I hate him because he's not going to go for 1,800 uh, total on his totals for lifting the weights and uh, stuff, meets. He, Pussy. Yeah, but he has that, what's that called, gentleman? 
Is that the gentleman's one? The Golden Perspective. Uh, he had like, I don't know if he changed it to the gentleman's lounge. I don't know. I'll find out. I'll put it on the description of the link. But anyway. He's got some good stuff. Okay. So today we're going to have a We get deep to episode. hear, but first we get to hear from Yeah, my Ed. brother going to come on here and going to say some stuff real quick at a quick six. Hold on. And it's not, it's not Dolphin real tacky-lacky today. Although, huh? No, it's not. It's Edmund. It's, it, it's Edmund. So this will be a treat. Hey, this is a daily rant. Man, I just really want to point out how personal responsibility is gone. It, it's like pet dinosaurs. No one has them. Who knows if they ever had them at all, but they, they certainly don't have them anymore. Personal responsibility is an extinct trait. If anyone has it, I would love for you to come out of the woodwork and show yourself. Maybe we can do something about it and expose these other people. I watched a video this morning about how an innocent girl was pepper sprayed by police and the lady wrote a post about how she could not believe how out of control and uncontained police officers were being to pepper spray this innocent young lady. I watched the video. The innocent young lady was throwing bottles, rocks, anything she could at police officers who were trying to stop her and her crowd, her consortium, from destroying a public uh, statue. Uh, her boyfriend was throwing mortars uh, the big fireworks run up in the air and explode at police officers. Uh, the police officers were ducking and covering, pointing out at each other in an attempt to not be injured or possibly murdered by the rocks and, and fireworks being thrown at them. So when the girl tried to jump the fence to get to the police officers, obviously to attack them at this point because you've been attacking them up to now, when she tries to jump the fence to get to them, the police officer pepper sprays her to get her off the fence. Uh, this is the innocent young lady who was who was pepper sprayed by unrelenting and out of control police officers uh it sounds to me like an attempted murderer was stopped from killing officers but you know what it is uh right now we're on the road we're on the way to a uh a little prep convention check out some new supplements check out some new stuff going on uh maybe opening a new brand which would be awesome i'll give you some details on that later but uh we uh we're on the road right now and we went to pass somebody as you know i have a, a real issue with passing people on the fucking right hand side especially after nearly destroying our car last week having to do that uh we couldn't pass the guy the guy in front of me couldn't pass the guy we, we have our blinker on we're trying to tell him to get over uh flashing the brights to the guy he won't get over uh it expands to a larger road so me and the guy in front of me pass him on the right hand side i again hate to do that as soon as we get past him, he starts throwing his hands up, flashing his brights, uh, upset, pissed off at us because we passed him on the right after he neglected to get over for over a kilometer and a half while we begged him to. This, this motherfucker, oi. I'm just, I'm just gonna be honest, absolutely nothing would bother me about stopping my car in the middle of the road and putting three through his fucking windshield in front of his wife and kids. All of them, all of them can just, can die. There's nothing anyone with that level of personal responsibility will ever do in a functioning society to help anyone around them or to benefit the world as a whole. Um, that's it, man. I just, man, personal responsibility. It's a fucking fat dinosaur. No one fucking has it anymore. And that, that right there is the number one problem with our fucking society. <laughs> <laughs> he is. <laughs> I reckon that man there. <laughs> I love hearing his rants, even yeah. when they're typed out on Facebook. <laughs> it's hilarious because, like, even when he types them out, I just I feel like I can see it happening while it's developing and shit. Right? Yeah, it's hilarious. He's a uh, very good storyteller. He reckon, yeah, he's one of them uh, tellers of stories. But yeah, okay, so yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> he said he might think about maybe sending us some from time to time. Um, but 
I just I like how he touched on how like um no one has a pet dinosaur s- anymore. Well, yeah, no one has a pet dinosaur anymore. But also like the lady um mm-hmm. basically was like playing victim afterwards. Like she was the one that was like, "Oh, poor innocent lady." It's who like was- those women when like they like start yelling at a dude like, "Hit me, I'll fuck you up." Like you know, acting like they're dudes, and then they get hit in the mouth. I'm like, I can't believe you just hit me. All right. Like they're antagonistic. Like, I mean, in, like in the movie, uh, The Way of the Gun? Yeah. I don't know what movie that is. Remember the one I showed you where Homegirl gets popped in the mouth? Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah anyway. Yep. Yeah. Um, and, and the passing on the right side of the road, that pisses me off. Here's the big problem, too. So much. Like people here don't, don't give a fuck. They're just like left line going well, across. Yeah, road. in Mexico, I, I just feel like where we're at, it's just kind of like no one knows that that unwritten rule right well see if you're going to like ensenada member everyone was like there's like actually signs and you have to use the uh right lane i mean the left lane to pass only right gotta be in the right lane but uh just everywhere right else yeah, man, no like, no not today you're going to go driving on the yeah, left we're going 35 miles Bunker? per hour on the left freaking lane you know what though i hate the fact that they have the kilometers i swear to god it's like the speed limit is from like the 50s because it's like 50 kilometers you know how slow that is it's super freaking slow yeah on the freeway it's like damn can't we be like germany now the auto bombs. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But that's, that's irritating because in the U.S., this, it is like that is what you're supposed to follow. Like, right. But there's always those dudes. Remember, everyone posted about it back in the day and be like, well, if I'm going the speed limit. Yeah. With their chest you have all to, You have to out. go around me because uh, the limit is the speed is what I'm driving at. Right. Fuck you in the face. Yeah. I, I can't stand those people. So <laughs> I share your frustration, Ed. Um, okay, so what else we got? Nothing. Are We're we ready, ready to get to down to the, to okay, the, to the so nitty-gritty. Today we are discussing um, basically divorce with, or, separation. or separation with children involved. Because this is a very frustrating, um, infuriating sometimes, depressing um, situation that actually a lot of people deal with. And it's just kind of not really talked about it. For one reason being that the parent is probably too scared to speak out about it in fear of slandering or worsening the situation when they're trying to. Um, the only time you know, it's okay kids. for you to keep your kids away from the other parent if, if they're just like a complete and utter absolute piece of just trash. You know what I mean? Just right. whatever it may be, just, you know, I mean, or abusive if, or just anything like that. But Or like, I think if they show no interest in being consistent in the child's life, right. like if it's a thing where it's like, um, they're only seeking out like some kind of like, um, child support, like a, a financial reason or something. But, um, like if they're inconsistent, I understand that. Like, I can understand that a little bit. But at the same time, it's like, if any time, if the other parent is, is like, really putting effort in to make sure... Even if they're putting, like, half-assed effort, the fact that they're putting any kind of effort at all, do it for the kids. Yeah. Don't do it because you want to, you know... What makes you think that the, it wouldn't be good for the child to know that the parent is seeking communication? Right, and then it's obvious, too, in a lot of cases, you know, especially... For me, um, my son and my daughter from uh, previous relationships. Um, mm-hmm. For a long time, you know, he wanted to have a, a communication with me. He wanted to have, you know, like, like a bond, whatever. Just, and I would try. I would try. I would call. Yeah, I would call. I would call. I would call. And sometimes I would get through. Sometimes I wouldn't. You know, she would make it pretty much impossible. Um, 
Yeah. But they wanted to. I mean, I mean, he would call me sometimes. He would message me himself and be like, hey, it's, it's, it's me, Dad. What's up? And how many times would you ask to download WhatsApp? It's really easy. You know, just an easy app to communicate. She just made, I mean, she would make everything impossible for me, right? And, like, for no other reason than, you know, just to be a bitch. I mean, I love my kids. They know I love them. She knows I love them. I mean, everything that I did for them, even before I got in trouble, just everything was always about my children. You know what I mean? Right. Like, which is funny because... Despite us being separated, I left her a big amount of money. Right. And when she found out that I was having to go to another country, she spent the money. Not on my kids. Mm-hmm. On herself, right? Like, just pure selfishness. I just don't, I don't understand. I don't understand how people can be like that and never put the children first. Always want to do damage to the other parent. Like, holding a grudge because they're still mad or whatever it is. You know what I mean? Or talking negatively about that, you know, about that parent and to the kids. And, of course, the parent that they're with, they're going to side with because... They got to deal with that parent every day. Right. They're not, kids are smart. They're, they are, you know, they want to survive. Um, you want that brand new iPhone? What are you going to do? Not side with the other parent. You're going to side with the one you live exactly. with. Exactly. They're going to side with whoever they need to be comfortable with. And that's going to be the parent that they're living with. Which is horrible because then you're kind of just teaching your kids that, you know, don't do what's right. Right. Do what's, you know, going to benefit you. Yeah. But like you said, you, you almost... You know, you almost can't blame them because they're just doing what they can to make their lives, you know, comfortable, survive, basically. Right. Um, but we actually have, so we have some different sides because I know that everybody um, that has something to say about this this topic, um, it may be a different perspective. So you might be the child that you, you know, you might be the one that dealt with your parents um, divorcing and, and having problems with that. Um, maybe you're the parent that has the children and you deal with a like shitbag other parent, or maybe you're the parent that doesn't have your children and you are desperately trying to have communication and, um, a relationship with your kids, but the other parent is not allowing you to. If you're any of those, I mean, just anything in general of that nature, send us a message. Just tell us your story. If you don't mind, if you'd be okay, mm-hmm. we're not going to even use it if you don't want to, we can, I mean, it's really up to you, but just. I, I want to get more feedback, more, more, more. Uh, um, Me too. Examples, um, just more, just yeah, just send us, uh, send us some messages, guys. There's, there's something, um, like I said about this topic, where a lot of people showed interest in it when I brought it up, but it's just not talked about much because, like what I said, in fear of, you know, in fear of your situation, like it. it I'm willing to bet the parent that doesn't have the kids, the other parent that keeps them away. I bet you they have tabs on you they're looking at your facebook they're looking at your instagram Absolutely. they're watching everything you do every comment that you post because most times they don't have anything better to do right um so i, I get it you might not want to say something too much or might not want to say too much because you know fear of whatever backlash or just mm-hmm. anything but uh I, hey, you can message us yep you can message us for sure um so actually we do have a couple people um a couple friends of mine obviously we're not going to disclose their names but they sent us a couple of um, a, an audio clip of kind of their right. issue. And so we're going to play those. Right. Um, it's, it's either their issue or an issue that they're familiar with or just, just something of that nature. So um, right. bear with us. Just uno momentos. That's Mexican. I got two short on ones. Ones, but, um, and they're different. They're different perspectives. Okay. Good. Yep. Hey, guys. So glad you asked me to share my thoughts um, on divorce um, and having children involved and then on the topic of parental alienation by the other parent. Let me start by saying going through a divorce with children 
is a tough deal to begin with. But then when you throw in trying to alienate or discredit the other parent, you begin down a road that's likely to be irreparable for that parent and child. Um, children pick up so quickly on everything without filling their minds with hatred toward the other parent. Me, personally, I dealt with a lot of blaming and guilt. Your mom decided to leave daddy so she doesn't love you anymore. Wait, how is that right? Like you said, I chose to leave you, not them. Don't lie to your children. I mean, if the other parent was or is a good parent, then give them credit for that. The child or the children will eventually realize what you did or are doing. Children deserve to have two parents that love them, even if the two parents aren't going to be together anymore. In the end, you don't have to like each other or even be friends to be good parents to your children. Just do what's right. This is exactly what we were talking about. Like, perfect. Freaking perfect. Yeah. So, and she's exactly right. I, I like that she said you don't even have to be friends. Right. Like, you don't have civil. to. Civil. Just be civil. Yeah. You don't have to like each other. You can have respect based on the fact that you have children together. Right. That's it. Um, because that's one thing that you just can't change. You're never going to change. You two are always going to share that bond, of, in a sense, of having those children. But, I mean, it shouldn't be a battle, you know, like between who's a better parent, who's this, who's that, who wins, who loses. You know, it should be just right. for the kids. And I feel like you can never have too much love and you can never have too many people to love. And I, I, I really, really believe that children need as much love as they can get. And if you have a parent that wants to love them and, and wants a relationship with them, who the fuck are you to keep your kids from getting more love? Right, right. I mean, that says everything that, that needs to be said. Like, if a person loved their kids above everything else, they wouldn't have a problem with letting their other parent be around or whatever it is because, mm-hmm. I mean, well, we'll talk about that here in a little bit. But you want to talk about the, I mean, you want to bring up the other lady? Um, yeah, because we, ha- we have one more other um, point of view. Hi, I wanted to touch on the parenting alienation when you divorce with children and kind of share our story. Um, My husband and his ex-wife had been separated for several years. Their divorce was finalized, I want to say like three, four years before this happened. And my stepdaughter was a preteen. We got a call from her mom saying that we needed to come get her now. Otherwise, she was going to be on her own and homeless on the streets because her mom could not deal with her anymore and she was losing her apartment. So my father-in-law flew my stepdaughter out to us to move in with us. Um... We lived in a separate state for my husband's job, and like, it was just, it was all crazy. We went through a month of, we had to go to court to get emergency custody of my stepdaughter, and her mom would only wanted to give us guardianship, but the state we lived in at a time, um, you could not enroll the child in school if they were your blood chart child and you didn't have custody of them. So went to court and a whole bunch of craziness of 
her mom not showing up and finding info um, from my stepdaughter that her mom was planning on coming to where we lived to take her back. And so the courts awarded us 100% emergency custody and did a protective order against her mom so she could not remove her from the state or from our care. She was allowed visitation and all of that, but she chose for that next year not to see my stepdaughter at all. Um, so then we find out that our mom had gone to rehab. And so, okay, well, she gets out of rehab probably about six months later. And we start going through court and mediation again to figure out custody and where to go from there and ended up with 50-50 custody and everybody was fine with that made stepdaughter happy and that was what we wanted most well as soon as she went back to her mom's her mom took the cell phone that we paid for changed all of stepdaughter's info on the phone to her own info she blocked us from calls, messaging, emails, and all social media. And so that started the next three years of not hearing from or seeing our my husband's daughter. And three years that we were not allowed contact with her, even though it was court order that we had 50-50 custody. And every time we went back to court to file contempt against birth mom, um, they pretty much said that we had no case. She was the mom and they would do nothing against her. And so it was just, it was a huge mess and didn't see her, didn't hear from her. And till three years later, when my stepdaughter called us and we talked to her for a bit and she decided she wanted to come out for the summer well while she was here that summer it was a big like getting to know you again I think my husband hadn't seen his daughter in three years and so they got to know each other again and she got to know and meet her younger siblings and we went through a pretty hard time that summer and she kept pushing like why haven't I heard from you in three years well every single email we had sent to her mom for our visitation request and travel info and everything that was court ordered everything was either ignored or she refused to put my stepdaughter on the plane and so we showed our daughter this and she was so mad but she was mad at us for showing her that. And she was late teenager, almost an adult, and she did not understand that her mom had literally blocked her away from us, kept her away from us for three years. But now that she's been back in our life, um, we have a very great relationship and stuff, but nothing can get back those three years nothing can bring back all of that lost time
the one thing that helped with during this period was my father-in-law was the only person on my husband's side who was allowed to like check in on my stepdaughter and so he would let us know how she was doing we would send him her birthday gift or birthday money christmas holidays all of that and he would pass it on to her and so as there's a little semblance of she knew we were still reaching out in the sense but it wasn't like us doing it we had to go through a third party but and it just it was all really hard for everybody involved wow so that's definitely heartbreaking but it's more so for me listening to it it's more infuriating than anything else yes because i can put myself in her shoes and just imagine like everything they went through to first of all like get the call from the mom demanding that they come pick her up because they were going to put her on the street see it's funny because like for me my oldest daughters my, my oldest daughters are 19 um well they're gonna be 19 and 18 this year mm-hmm. um so when they were uh three three and four their mom left disappeared Just took off bye-bye no mention no reason no nothing for like right. a year right you uh, had yeah about a little over a year um i had them uh, uh my mom would help me from time to time but i had them for the most part and uh when you know she just decided she was done partying she came back and wanted to be back in their lives i didn't question it i mean i'm a man i don't know how to raise daughters you know so I let her back in their life, and uh, it just, it was good for a little while. You know, she was, she was being cool. She was being, like, just civil. Mm-hmm. Um, then behind my back, she went and, okay, in California, you don't have to, like, uh, hand over anybody papers. You can just say you did, and you're screwed. I don't know that changed, but that's how it used to be, right? Well, she said she handed me papers. Um, I find out that she's going to take me to court, right? Um, I pay for an investigator, all this other stuff. I pay a lawyer. And then uh, basically, since she lied on the entire thing, they told me that it'd be perjury and she'd get some jail time. So I elected to not show up at court and give her full custody just so that my daughters wouldn't see their mom after coming back again, leaving them the first time, you know, coming back or whatever, seeing their mom go to jail. I mean... That's what I did. I, and now, who knows what the fuck they think about me. And now, that, and now after that, she kept them from you, correct? It's been uh, 10 years. 10 years since I've had any communication with my daughters. Yep. And just and kind of like the, the last story we just heard, any time that you have tried to poke in, you've had to do it through a third party. You know, I mean, yeah, but they, they don't party. even allow me whatsoever. I just get pictures sometimes from, uh, from her, from their grandma. I get pictures or from uh, right. their uh, aunties, you know what I mean? Which usually goes to your mom right, and first then to me, and right. then to you. That's just so, that's so sad. But so like the fact that they took, you know, took her in, of course they took her in because, you know, it was his daughter, her stepdaughter. And then all of a sudden, so the mom, you know, she's on drugs, whatever, goes to rehab. Good for her. Good for her. That's great. The 50-50 thing. I think that's great. But then the fact that they just lost all their rights basically. And there was nothing that could be done. Um, Beyond that, like how, you know, she didn't send her on the trips when she's supposed to have visitation and she just blocked all forms of communication. It's amazing to me that, yes, yes, it's infuriating that that goes on, that the mom made that decision. But it's more infuriating to me that there's nothing you can do about it in the system. The way right. I mean, basically, this is how it goes in the system, right? The one with the most money 
wins. wins. It doesn't matter if you're a shit parent, if you haven't been there, if you've been away. It doesn't matter if you, you just, it doesn't matter. If you have more money, you can pay for a better lawyer. Chances are you're going to win. Yeah. And that's bullshit because that is just not, that it, it's not right because that does not mean at all that the correct parent where the kids should be is going to be. Right. It's, it's like this, right? Like, okay, I had full custody of my daughters. Full. 100%. Solo, single, me, only custody, right? And um, she went behind my back, did all that stuff, right? I lost custody. Um, she would still let me see them from time to time, you know. She would let me take them, you know, a weekend here or whatnot. Um, now, mind you, I bought them a car, her and her, the guy she was with, her husband or whatnot, right? I gave them the money for the down payment for their house, all for my kids, right? And then um, she just decides one day, you know what? I'm done. You can't handle my Guatemalanness. That's what <laughs> happened. That's just Jonathan Bussey. That's why me and, and the Guatemalians ain't that good. Well, I, I I take this like very seriously because I actually have this issue, and I and I do want to note first though that um contrary to what people believe and how it used to be, it is not just automatic that children go to their mother. No, not at all. Like you said, it's who has money. It's who has money, and honestly, who's willing to play dirty. Um, that's, that, actually, that's a really good point because that, that's really a big one. Mm -hmm. um, the, the, the parent who's like, you know, more of the dirtbag, mm -hmm. it's easier for them to do like, you know, fucked up shit or whatever yeah. that's going to get them uh, the upper hand because they don't think about the kid. They think about appearance and approval and how they look to everybody else in society opposed to what's good for the child. Exactly. Um, so, I mean, I've had my own issues with this particular um, topic because I try my best every day to communicate and have a relationship with my children because my kids live in Kentucky. And, um, I mean, aren't you, okay, you so I'm going to say this, right? So in December, Amber went out to Kentucky to visit her kids for, um, Christmas, right? Um, while she's out there somehow, some way, you know, they expected her to just stay out there, just, you know, move back out there. Right. Mm -hmm. No one thought about where she would live. No one considered, you know, how she would work or how she would go get, to work or anything, right? They just expected her to move into the, you know, into the city or whatever, the town, and just be there and then uh, look for a job, find a place to rent, whatever, right? That was, I guess, their plan or their idea or their goal or what, doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. um, she went out there. She tried her best. She was, you know. Had a great time with me. Right, exactly. Me. You know, she, she was just, just doing everything that she could to see her kids, right? Um, I'm sitting here at home one day, and she calls me crying that she got a hotel room so that the kids can go visit her, right? And then last minute, dude was just like, yeah, I don't want to take them. I mean, just no one suffers more than the fucking kids when that kind of shit happens. It just it blows my mind. Yeah, they just told me I needed to. And then the reason why that they're tripping on you now was what? Because you left. Yeah. Um, so I, I've dealt with a lot of stuff the last uh, I don't know, nine months, basically. Um, I mean, to the point of like I was being pressured into um, I was being pressured and told that I needed to have an abortion by the people that were closest to me. And it was really, really hard situation for me to go through. And um, it's just so, like, it's just depressing when, like, people that you were so close to, like, just blatantly show you how big of a piece of shit they are, honestly. Um, but I'm not going to, like, you know, keep harping on and go too far into it. But the point I wanted to make is every single day I message my kids – um, if it's not every day, it's every other day. Um, I, I, I try to message them or, or call them and 
the other parent and the step parent do not show my children those messages. They choose not to. And in fact, one day they even said, stop sending me these messages. I don't show the kids. And to me, wow. that is like, how, how does that make any sense in the, in the sense of like, that it's good for the kids? See, it's like this, right? I mean, it comes down to it, right? Now, a little backstory. Uh, I've, I've met this guy, you know, and um, he would always talk, you know, trash about me, blah, blah, blah. Uh, then certain things happen. no reason to go into too much detail, right? But uh, he made it seem as if we were okay now. You know, we were, we were, we were good. Civil um, and... Right, yeah. right, right. And, you know, I kept taking Amber out there. You know, there's no problems, no issues. Um, and um, then it turns out, like, oh, all of a sudden again, you know, after we were good, I'm back to being this supposed... Mexican cartel, drug dealing, dirtbag, blah, 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 you know, so just crap. Just but like, and, yeah. what I don't understand is that like, not one time ever were the kids put first, ever, not one time. It was always, you know, well, how can I hurt Amber? How can I hurt Amber? You know, just, that was always the, the issue, just no matter what. And I don't know, it's just selfish fucking ridiculousness. Right. I get too angry. I don't want to talk to And um, this has been, um, you know, an ongoing issue for the last couple of years. And it's very, very, very depressing. And I... Honestly, I, we took a step off of social media and everything because I just couldn't take the big life changes that were going on. a military on. dude who's been deployed half of, you know, if not mo- the majority of their lives. Amber raised those kids. Yes. How I do you just sit there and be like, you know what? I just determined that now uh, she's not the good parent despite the fact that she raised them. She's a bad parent and I'm the good one. On top of that, I can't even get a hold of him. Um. So I, I try to speak to my kids. The only way that they let me speak to my kids is by calling their 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 stepmom. That's because she has a big old huge huge insecurities. She has an inferiority complex. That poor lady. I feel bad for her almost. Well, that's very it's very frustrating. I don't for me. feel bad for her it's at all. Very frustrating. But the point is, I've tried several times to like speak to the other parent and say, hey, can we please discuss? I just want to talk about the kids. I want to talk about like just. Their, their growth, their school, their emotional well-being, their sports. Can we just Anything talk? normal a parent would want to talk about. Can we, yeah, can we just talk about the kids? He's still salty. No, won't do it. I have not spoken to him since December. That is how, how frustrating this is. And also, I want to say that it took a lot for me to even talk about this. Right, right, right. See, I have then, been completely quiet, and I've just freaking... It's fed up. Well, yeah, but I've been quiet, and honestly, I was very fearful... About saying anything for one, people judging me because of the situation, and two, because of worried about for some reason what the other parent's gonna do when at the end of the day, it, it doesn't matter because he's still going to do the same thing. He's gonna keep me from like, my children. They've done this thing where she has, you know, set days to call, right? And the basis for it is structure, which is funny because it goes completely. Against everything that is the word structure. Mm. Um, there's dogs everywhere barking around. You know, there's, they're always, uh, they're never home. They're like at Denny's or whatever the hell. They're yeah. doing this or doing that, right? Um, and then the reason why they cut the calls was because they felt that she shouldn't have left and just stayed there, be, I guess, the maid or some shit at the house. And that they said that uh, that impacted the children. But when Amber talks to the children, there's no word of it. They love her. They, they ask for her. I mean, when she when when uh, Olivia made the uh, the, the the gymnastics uh, team, right, yeah, yeah. she called. Mm-hmm. That wasn't them saying, "Hey, call your mom." That right. was her saying, "I want to call my mom." Exactly. So it's obvious that they care. They want to, you know, mm-hmm. 
It's just, it's, it's sad. It's sad. It's just, it's just but, disturbing. Um, and then it, this leads me into the, like we had said, oops, the parental alienation. So I wrote down the definition just in okay. case people. Um, it's the process through which a child becomes estranged from a parent as a result of the psychological manipulation of another parent. So I, I want to bring that up because I do feel like it's possible that one of my kids um, are at a sensitive age where they're listening and they're taking in and being manipulated by the other parent and it's affecting the relationship. Not only the other parent, but I mean the also the, 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 the other step parent, right, the step parent, um, but it's affecting the relationship with me and my daughter um, to the point where it's like, it's not me. I mean, I'm still trying to communicate, but something's definitely gotten into her mind and I can't blame her. I'm not angry with her because kids, teenagers, are easily swayed. See, They're easily manip- manipulated. I respect that 100% because my son, he's 12, 13, don't even remember. But uh, love him to death. He's a little dickhead. I don't like him at all. I don't like him at all. Love him to death. He's my child. I would do anything for him. But you know what? If he doesn't want to talk to me, go fuck yourself. That's how I look at things. And people are like, oh, that's fucked up. No, it's not. I've tried. I've tried. I've tried. Um, there's no sense in trying when they have already, you know, just beat into him that he shouldn't talk to me. He let them win, so therefore, that's cool. Maybe when he's older, he'll come back, you know, come around, and we can be friends. But until then, go fuck yourself. Well, I understand. You're you're a father too, and uh, I'm not saying that's how you should be. I'm just saying that's okay. how I am. Well, anyways, I I feel like we had said in the beginning, like survival. It, it, it comes down to survival, and it also comes down to just the sensitive age of being swayed one way or another and manipulated. This is where me and you always like, you know, disagree. This is where we disagree. Because when I was 13. I'm sorry, but I was an adult. I was an adult. I was 13. I was, you know, I was, I, I was stealing cars. I was, you know, I, was, I had my own apartment with three of my friends. You know, we had our, we paid bills. So, like, age is not, yes, I get it. They're still kids. But, like, a 13-year-old knows. A 13-year-old is not a, an 8-year-old and not a 7-year-old. A 13-year-old is pretty much aware of what's going on pretty much in their surroundings all the time. That's how I look at it, right? So, they make the choice. They make the choice. Maybe it's for survival or for, you know, just to get their way or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. They make the choice to do or to believe them, to listen. Um, now, if my dad would have left when I was 13 or 12, my mom could have never told me anything about my dad because I remember. I was there. You know what I mean? I remember, I remember being with him. Whatever. Right. I was lucky enough that my parents never left each other. They yelled <laughs> at each other 75 million times a day. But Right. Um, um, well, two, I, I want to bring up like the child custody. Uh, I looked up and the average, um, the average cost of take going to court um, to try and About get grand, right? child custody. Well, it depends. If you um, guys can agree on something, it can cost as little as $5,000 if you're lucky. Right. Um, but if you're battling and you're going you back know, to toe to toe, you're looking at like 20 grand. E- easy. That's the typical going rate. Um, if, if both parties cannot come to an agreement, you know, and you have to fight it, it's, you're looking at 20 grand. And so some people, you know, I mean, I've even been asked, I've been judged by my own family. Why aren't you taking care of this? Well, I don't know. Do you have 20 grand right, in your you pocket? Shoot me 20 grand right quick, man. I'll get you back next Thursday. Right. <laughs> right. Um, so that, that's very aggravating. Now, um, I had somebody else to message me with like their side of the story is um, she's a mom and, you know, she had a child with, with somebody who basically stepped away and left. Um, had no interaction, didn't want to, um, you know, have anything to do with the relationship with their child. 
Um, but then all of a sudden he meets some other girl and falls in love with her. Um, and the lady encourages him to, to, you know, like have a relationship with the child. So he pokes in, you know, yeah, let me do the dad. I can read her story real quick. If you'd like, let me do the dad thing. Um, it's okay. And, um, but then when they don't work out, he just fell off again. And so it's kind of like he was just, he's too inconsistent. He was making the other lady happy. Yeah, he was just doing that to like look good, make to it get laid. Late. Anyways, so it was devastating for the mom because she has to deal with the emotional like issues that come with being an inconsistent parent um, and not caring, not che- you know, not checking in, just being inconsistent, just out of the blue, wanting to be a part of their life and then disappearing again. Yeah, that fucks up, you know, the, the kid too. I mean, right. So. <clears throat> In that sense, you know, of course you understand parental alienation because it's like you want to protect your child from the other parent just poking in and and just making them basically in the long run feel lousy and not and not worth, you know, what they're what they're worth, feel worthless. Um, so I can understand that too. And then I've had a couple people me- um, message about the podcast and say that they were the child. And that I want to get one of those their stories, like actual, not for this episode necessarily, but well, for you know actual your audio. Your mom, your mom's a great story. Yeah, that. I know all about my mom. My mom was uh, taken by her dad, raised by her dad and her grandparents. Um, my grandma, I gotta say though, mean ass old lady, mean as fuck. I go to Honduras to visit, and she'd be like, oh, yeah. I'd be like, here, hundred dollars. Oh yeah, oh, I love you, grandson. Crazy old Italian lady. So was it that she lived with her? No, it was. She lives with her mom, With her right? grandma, with her mom's mom, her mom's okay. dad. See, so, um, and her mom, though, wasn't really raising her, but was still talking about, about the dad. Talking shit about the know, dad. You know, shit like right. that or whatever. Um, but your mom always knew that she loved her right. dad well, and that. The fact that he, she kept talking so much shit about her dad is what made my mom love her dad even more. So it kind of backfired on her, you know what I mean? Right. Um, she was yeah. almost resented her mom for talking so much shit about her dad when her dad always showed up, always sent birthday cards, showed up for birthday um, always sent, you know, little letters, right. little things, called when he could. Now then you got also my brother, right? My brother. My mom um, took my brother in when he was two years old because his mom did not want him, right? My mom's sister did not want my brother. Mom raised him as his own the entire freaking time. Oh, I mean, just raised him, 100%. Um, when he was about, I think, 14, uh, my mom's sister wanted him back. So my mom was like, okay, you know what? And my, my brother hated it. Hated her mom. Hated his mom. Um, but still, my mom said, you know what? Just go. Give her a chance. Went. Um, they wouldn't feed him. They would not. Just they just, they just He got treated like shit, right? Mm-hmm. Um, my mom took him back. Uh, my mom and dad. This is like I said. This has no blood to my father whatsoever. And if anyone knows my dad, <laughs> um, for him to, you know, just treat the kid like it was his son mm-hmm. was huge. You know what I mean? And he did it the whole time. Uh, then right before my dad passed away, maybe a year or two before my dad passed away, my brother decided that... Uh, he was going to go and just be back with his mom, praise his mom, and uh, talk shit about my mom, talk shit about my dad, talk shit about me, right? Uh, the way I look at it is like this. I love my mom more than damn near anything, and he should love my mom ten times more than I do because she chose to love him mm-hmm. opposed to where she kind of had to. You, you hear, she had to love me. <laughs> yeah. So like to me, people like my brother are the biggest pieces of shits on the planet because the person that, that, that helped you go to college, that, you know, that did everything for you, that gave you your first car, that did all that shit for you, one day you're just like, you know what, fuck this person. I'm going to go back with the person that abandoned me, 
treated me like shit, didn't feed me, and just, you know, praise her like she's God's gift to the earth as a mom. You know, I'm really curious, the um, psychological part of that, like, what is it that makes people change their their loyalty um, at a drop of a dime? Like, it's, I don't understand that. My mom has family, right? This just so to get a better concept of it, right? They uh, all kind of just talk shit about each other. So what happened is the people that he was hanging around with, my mom's other uh, sisters and brothers, all just kind of badmouth my mom a little bit, badmouth my dad, right? When my mom had open heart surgery, right, when my dad passed away, that's when it happened because she went from having, you know, career, a great job, everything to nothing, my dad passing away, being by herself, being bedridden, right? Uh, now that she didn't have anything anymore, everyone just kind of left her side, so my brother went with them. It's kind of what happened. Right. Uh, yeah. But like... Cassie, I love you to death for taking care of moms, girl. But I just, um, I just mean in general, too, it's like, how do people just... People that you showed up for, people that you forgave and that you stuck by their side through so many things, through so many mistakes that they made, and then one, one day they just decide they're going to leave your side because they don't agree with you or it's for whatever reason. because they seek approval, right? They know that, for example, my brother knows that my mom will always love him. So he can just, it's like those relationships where like the guy, you know, just keeps, keeps fucking around, keeps fucking around because he knows that the girl's always going to take him back. Mm -hmm. So that's what I think it is. You know, it's, it's, it's a thing where like he just... Knows my mom's there. If he ever needed something in five years, if she's still around and he needed something, she'd do it for him. So he went, you know. But to side with the other people yeah, makes them look better. To approval. approval. Approval, you know, acceptance, all that other shit. Mm -hmm. I don't know. He's, he's a fucking piece of shit. If you ever hear this, bro, Yudi Javier, go fuck yourself in the face 75 times. <laughs> oh, my God. Black penis is all over your mouth. Oh, my gosh. What? Stop. I said nothing bad. Okay, anyways. Um, and... Let's see. Somebody else had, had said, from a guy's perspective, um, how much he had to go through when he, I mean, he tried, he went through a divorce. She really put him through the ringer, and he tried desperately to get custody of his kids, to see his kids. He loved his kids, and she basically, like, just stuck it to him, like, bad. Um, to where, like, he had health issues. A bitch would take a motherfucker's house, car, took, kids, every fucking took thing. Took money, took, um, kept the kids away from him, and he went through, like, damn near dying, I mean, through all of this process. Um, and to me, that's so, that is so just, first of all, selfish. It just makes no sense. I just don't understand. It doesn't like, make know, sense. It, what, is the, what is the end game? What, is, what are they benefiting? What are they gaining out of this? Realistically, what do they get? Their shit people they're shit people who are selfish and they don't think about the kids and that's what it all boils down to right. and um and also it has to do with them not winning when it comes to you man well you know what it's it's, it's just one of those things where life go ahead you want to say something go ahead. no i was just gonna say that like this i mean this podcast didn't necessarily like obviously there's no like end result to this but i think it's important to get it out because some people are scared to talk about their situation because of you know in fear of maybe you still have to go to court or, or something like that um but i really just got fed up with being quiet and it was just time to talk about it i'm just over it I'm so just many people go through this on a day-to-day -day basis that no one knows or they mm -hmm. don't tell anybody or they don't air you know their business or whatnot and they sit there and they gotta suffer in silence you know like this is an outlet sometimes for people and um we're glad we could help yeah, this again, this can be a very uh, like depressing issue, and I hope that maybe hearing it, maybe you related to to, to some of it, and it just kind of helps you know that helps you to know that other people are going through it, and you're not alone. Don't give up. There's light at the end of the tunnel. Even and, though yep. you got to take a little break for sometimes, you know, to, to to just get your shit in order. Mm -hmm. There's always light at the end of the tunnel. 
kids will come around. Yep. Or if not, fuck them. I don't care. Uh, stop. But, um, so anyways, you're not alone. I hope it helps, helps like just get some healing and some closure if nothing else. All right. Um, also guys, we have a lot of stuff coming up like always. Um, yeah. So Lisa Ward, we got the fitness stuff coming up. She's going to be coming. Okay. We're going to be doing the call with her. I believe to Tuesday today. <laughs> Giggity goo today. Yeah, we're, but Thursday's podcast. But I'm pretty sure it's going to be Thursday's podcast. Okay. But I'm, I'm not certain yet. We're, we we got to iron out the kinks. We got to cross the T's. No, I'm sorry. Cross the I's and dot the T's and the lowercase J's. <laughs> yep. But, um, so yeah, Lisa Ward and her husband, Jeff Ward, will be uh, on the show. Also, we have the Patreon thing that we're uh, talking about, which is, uh, mm-hmm. we'll talk about that in another episode. Probably next episode because it's fitness related. Yep. Also, buy us a coffee. Links are all in the description. Yep. Subscribe, YouTube, all that stuff. Thanks, guys. So, the other day, guess what I saw in my sister's house, right? She was talking to me out of nowhere. Come this guy, right? His name was.